Okay, so let's start. So, um, hello to episode five of the Bonfire ba- Bonfire Banter podcast. Hello, <laughs> with me, Matthew, aka Bonfire Cherry, and my friend and the wonderful co-host Dean Gibson. Hello, I'm Dean. <laughs> Did web consultancy. Um, I run where this is hosted uh, for great shows. Um, so yeah, <laughs> something I shared before. I, t- I took a picture of the uh, uh, next to where I'm. Um, we're recording this as a bottle of a smoky bayonese. I want to share a picture of it. Bayonese. Bayonese. He's such a cool person to have that in his studio. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get that in like, like really cool um, podcast studios and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, adds a bit of flavour to anything you do. <laughs> yeah, um, last uh, on the last episode, I talked about uh, my experience with uh, a, a Prince's Trust workshop I attended a while ago and i thought in this one talk i talk about um about set out to set up a, a craft online or physical um craft business and i suppose dean can um it's going to talk about um his, his experience how he set up his business well he's not a craft business and that's it, and what the difference um, is and that i think it'd be rather interesting yeah i think so I mean, I'm more services um, orientated um, compared to creating stuff. Um, yeah, pro- yeah widgets, so. I think with the Prince Dress, yeah, it's either a product or a service, or there's both. And yeah, because yeah, yours is a service, while mine's a product. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for a start of a craft business. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, yeah. First, put your um a product. Like one of the first things you should do starting a small craft business. Um, don't do so many ideas at first. Like if you're doing some painting, don't do a huge range of painting first. Just start off a few designs at first and slowly build up. So you don't want to c- confuse any new um any customers at first. Do your research and see what hasn't been done or what you think will be popular, and then start from there. Then um, think of a good um, business names. Like try to incorporate specific descriptive words in your business name. So anything. Um, re- uh, well, uh, well, the most popular way is putting your name in it, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah, one example I can think of, but it's a it's a, it's a, a business I've made friends with recently. So I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of another name, uh, but. Um, uh, so Pete's ceramics or something like that is a completely random uh, thing, and I apologise for it's a, yeah. legitimate, a legitimate business called that. <laughs> um, I think in so a lot of people in downside with um, with choosing like a person in your name, unless they're really famous or something like that, is that it, a lot of people don't really care about the name. It's more about the products it's, uh, itself. But I suppose it gives it a bit of personality, doesn't it? Yeah, the, it's easier to kind of almost brand a business if it's your own name the only downside of that is whether so if you bubble your name <laughs> yeah if, if well if yourself if it's more a case of you're being self-branded um as soon as if you hand over the business to someone else then that person is no longer 
the face of a business, if that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. So um, it's not so easy to transfer it over to someone else or if you've got the people working for you they represent you and your brand and so it's a bit more tricky to ensure that how the business is represented is more on brand um if you compare the brand of you versus the brand of a business um yeah it's because the popular way is like naming it after a, like a street or a location where you are isn't that's normally like the um often the popular choice if it's not their own name it's yeah. like um well i think of um business die church lifestyle they used to be in die church lane in northampton and uh now they've moved to st giles street and but they've retained the name die church yeah uh, lifestyle so that's one popular way um i was gonna randomly mention church's shoes for an area but I don't think that started oh, up in a church. <laughs> <laughs> so forget that. Only because it's a bit... Uh, it's, uh, well, I guess you do big, find it, lots of um, smart shoes in the church. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, where we were recording this, it's not very far off from the church's um, shoe, uh, footwear factory. Yes, yeah, down the road. Um, what's obviously a very um, famous um, shoe brand. I think it's very more popular in like... Um, so like in the asian countries that it's the most like in in japan and china and that's when that's where it's the most popular and yeah American. i think that's where a lot of well most of the luxury shoe brands i've heard um at least a third of their business goes to asian countries so yeah especially places like korea and china and japan so for anybody from churches listening if you ever ever want to sponsor this podcast <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let us know so i'll be very yes, much please. interested <laughs> um yeah so the and the third and probably the uh, yeah i say all these are really important is choosing a selling venue like for me i'm gonna i do all three of these examples i'm, I'm gonna go through but um where you uh, where and how you choose to sell your products it's a big decision to make for any um, craft business owner. There's a variety of different ways to choose from, such as selling online, such as selling Etsy. Um, that's been around since the early 2000s, I believe, but I could be absolutely wrong on that. It's a big... Um, it's essentially um, the arts and crafts version of eBay, essentially. It's just as, as big it's, as an American site, and it's... Pretty gone there, but it's pretty damn massive. It's hard to stick out on there. Um, also, there's eBay as well. I'm just going from that. Um, the English, um, so the British version of, e, um, of Etsy is folksy. It's not as big as Etsy, obviously, but it's a good way if you don't don't the interface of of Etsy or eBay. There's not on the high streets. And the most recently that I've I've only recently discovered is Amazon Handmade. So I'll probably want to try it out. Um, due to Amazon's high audience, how much it um, attracts, and I think obviously it would um, there's the uh, for, I think you could do good offers of Prime customers as well. Something I might um, I'll probably go a bit more into this uh, later on in the podcast because. Um, there are some changes to Bonfire. Actually, if you um, check out um, last week's Cherry Post um, 
the 124th cherry post. I talked about the changes in that, and I, I might add this onto there that I'm onto the next week's cherry post that I might just for experiment sell a few things at Amazon handmade just because how big Amazon is at the moment um, I'd have to wait and see on that um, and obviously as a craft there's also um, craft fairs like I attended one yesterday um, it's always a good way to meet potential customers face to face to connect with other crafters so it's, it's a great way of networking um, to hand out business cards so customers who can look into your business or um, my only downside to um, I suppose it's pros and cons sunline as well that sometimes it doesn't always work out just if I don't know craft fair yesterday and I couldn't couldn't have picked a worse weekend um, because there was at least two of a big um, Northampton, Northampton based events not very far from where I was there was the yeah. it, it, the World Cup. <laughs> yes, the the World Cup. There was Wimbledon, and um, there's Formula One that's not very far from Northampton as well. And I think that that's that attracted quite a lot. <laughs> Thinking, so I don't think Cross was on that much people's mind. Yeah. Also, the Bloom Festival, uh, that was, which is a local thing. Yeah, so I, so I, I left early on the graph because it was it, it was dead on that point, and. Um, Guess this is the time of them um, the England versus um Sweden um a World Cup match and it was literally dead apart from the pubs that ran about at the time I left thinking Yeah, we can but again I'm not I'm not gonna blame the organisers on this one, just as that there's no nobody could predict about England going this further. As it this is like the I mean, it's the first time in 28 years. I, I don't know much about football, so this is only briefly what I read. It's like the first time in 28 years we've gone this far. <laughs> God, I was born in the 90s. Last time it happened, I, I would only been only a few months old. Um, yeah, and so with that, yeah, there's always a way to um, connect with um, fellow small businesses. That you can learn things that you haven't thought about before. You can find about craft fairs around your local area by searching online search as sites as Stall Finder and Facebook. But don't forget to check out the local paper, um, reading announcement board at the library or simply asking around. Because a, a lot of craft fairs sometimes don't advertise on Facebook and a quick thing if you're advertising craft fairs, don't just advertise on Facebook. A lot, realistically... F- Half the people who attend craft fairs don't even have Facebook, so they wouldn't have. So they would only know if they've seen a sign round to where I live and the point go up for the day. So that's that point about that, and really alongside all the other points, because I'm not doing this any particular order. So this, I suppose, this could have gone before the selling venue, really. Um, but obviously, to sort out like your social media presence, like sort of a Facebook page. So you can get your friends and family to connect and help advertise your work. Um, there's Instagram, what's very popular at the moment. Um, like with Instagram stories and that. There's Snapchat. One I don't exactly use because I, I, I've got enough um, social media accounts as it is that I don't see the point of Snapchat myself personally. But a lot of businesses um, can get potential out of it. 
do some research and business for Snapchat to find out more about that, as I don't have enough, exactly have a lot of knowledge about that. And my most pop, but my favourite um, social um, network to be on is Twitter. Um, so it's always good to remain all free if you're able to do, do so. Um, to t- target your products in different ways, and you can use hashtags like, especially if you sell on Etsy as well, you can use like um at like to name a few hashtags on as you um to name a few, um Etsy makers um. Um, Etsy seller, and if you're part of an Etsy group, that as like Etsy, like for example, Etsy makers North Ants, eShop UK, Brickcraft, and stuff like that. Um, if you search online, there's bound, there's bound to be a list of re- relatable hashtags you can use to attract the, um, the right customers. And um, obviously, if you've got the money and the resources to sort out your own website as well. So if you don't want to sell through Etsy and you want to sell through your own website, there's a variety of different websites you can use, like Wix, Big Daddy, and what I use is Shopify. And you can link your shop to your Facebook page and to your Instagram as well. And that's really like the the brief points how to start like a small craft business. It's not that much I can really think of at the moment. I think it's more essentially just do your research on top of that and I think I'll now pass this on to Dean and talk about his experiences for a while. Yeah, well I think with social media, um, if you're starting from zero, then there's a question of how do you get started necessarily? I mean, if you don't really have anything online in particular, then... It's a bit more difficult to start, and especially to focus on all the different um, places, all the different platforms. Um, Yeah. So, in that case, I would say try to focus more on one or two things, and just focus on. Yes, to start off at one, one doing them well. Yeah, yeah. That's how I did it. Yeah, I started off at. Yeah, it was just Twitter at first because I was on Twitter. um, fair few years before and different accounts before it became popular then i joined facebook and that so i, I discovered um yeah it was facebook uh, instagram no no twitter first then facebook then instagram in that order because i discovered them during college yeah well i think um also if you're into something more like kind of craft or art related it makes a lot more sense to focus on a platform like instagram or pinterest for example um because you've just got more of those kind of people who are interested in that kind of stuff that, that happen to be there um everybody every, um it depends what works best for you um, really cause it's, it's hard to say really but so i i've got well, it definitely is yeah yeah for example i've got um right about eight 18,000 followers on Twitter, um, 900 or so, not 100, 100 um, likes on Facebook and over a grand on Instagram. It's it's really what you find best with. And ideally, you can really just focus on just the one to start off with and build up. But there's some that are on... It's that way to get hold of the most of the market. But as you said, it's best to start off with one then build up and if you just don't like the others you can always just stick with one really but I think ideally Facebook is one you did to have is one of the most popular 
ones where people do attend craft fairs and that, which is um, like of um, so mums and that. That's what the one they more use the most. Majority of them do. Um, majority of them just use Twitter. That I'm, I'm aware of the ones that follow me. Right. What do you think tends to be the breakdown? Is it mostly just the mostly ladies, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it's because um, I looked into this recently. Um, it's women aged twenty-five to forty is my um, target. Rate. It's it's. Um, I looked on. Um, actually, I looked um, look this up on my Instagram for example. Let me just load this up. Upside of having a business um, business accounts now. I suppose you can even do it on. Um, Twitter itself, even if it is a business account, kind of what not really a thing, really. Um, but you can look at your um, your um, so your um, statistics and whatnot. So I can't say I can't say the proper word. And and uh, analytics. That was it. It's that word. <laughs> uh, let me. S- for for example, this is what's on my um, my audience. Yeah, it's. For men, for example, both men and women, actually, yeah, it's um, age twenty-five to thirty-four. It's yeah, seventy percent women and thirty percent men. And uh, yeah, it's, it does help to, um, so for example, um, I've got the most followers during the evening on like a, on a Sunday, for example, and then any time in the in the day that helps to post when the right it tells you really the um, best time to post and whatnot. Yeah, it does help. That's pretty handy. Yes. So how did you work that out, just based on interaction? Oh, it tells you. Oh, I see. <laughs> you're saying, yeah. I'm not that smart. <laughs> so what's the name of the thing you use again? It's part of the... Ins- um, on Instagram, for example, um, if you, you can... In the settings, it asks um, if you want to set up a business account... Yeah, you can, but you can only do that if you've got a Facebook page to tell who owns Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, and then you go for it's one of the settings is insights, and it tells you about so what's your most popular post. And funny enough, one of the most popular posts recently is not about anything cherry bonfire cherry related. <laughs> it's just um, no, but um, it's just my luck. This is very awkward, but um. Yeah, and it tells you like who's been on your website, who's emailed you, and stuff like that. It's the wonders of technology nowadays. Yeah, I know you can get those kind of insights on Facebook. Yeah, you can tell I don't really use Instagram very much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, not at all, really. I've got an account, um, but I've never actually <laughs> used it. It happens a lot that people just set one up and use it for a while, but it's just really what you're. Good. At, I've managed to maintain all three. It's a bit of a skill. Yeah, and I think also something to remember is you can cross post to other platforms. So yeah, with Instagram you can link um, your Instagram to your Facebook, and then you can um, link your Facebook to your Twitter. But for example, if you shared a picture for Instagram, it let appear on Facebook, but then the picture won't then share on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so the, it's, um doesn't work from Twitter then to Facebook, uh, even for Instagram to um, to Twitter. It's just um, how it is. Uh, you can only you can send a link 
to Instagram to um from uh, from from Instagram to Twitter. And for example, if you've got your pa- your Facebook page linked to your Twitter, um, for example, if I ask, what what's your favourite colour in this specific picture? Like ones of cameras different colours, it, it will show the picture and that on tw- on Facebook and but on Twitter only as the question. So people ask, well, what my favourite colour is this, not knowing what what their question is relating to. That's in downside if it's a short if it's short post if it's a longer post. Then it will give you the link to the Facebook page. It's kind of is annoying, but it's just how it is. Right. So that's pretty handy. And also, something to remember is you can also refactor existing content. So if you've got a blog post on your website, then you, um, you there's obviously a character limit on Twitter, so you can't put the entire post on yeah, Twitter so post. I, I but you can. Is it two hundred and eighteen now? Is it wait? Uh, Twitter video keeps on changing. It's really that's the only downside to all these social. They always keep on changing. Yeah, they can. They come, this this will work better. And it's doesn't really. I think the the worst one is with Instagram when they changed their feed settings. So it's it's only. I think they'll probably change it back now. But it's when it, the popular post first, and not not the most recent post. So sometimes it's hard to see who what what your what the favorite post is from your favorite account for it. The most recent post for your favorite account was. It's the yeah same for Facebook. I think, but through the the desktop of Facebook, you're able to change it so you can so it goes in recent order, not in popularity order. Yeah, it and that's also something to keep in mind when you're using these platforms. Is what works now and what works for someone else isn't really going to work for you, and it's not going to work in the same way. You've got to be adaptable. Um, we're going on with um, with business and that ideally what I've done I've got a business account and I've got a personal account I think it's alright to add some personality to your post and that but I think it's try- sometimes not to go as a line of not being too personal as it might um, impact customers of, of feelings on your business and that um, like it's like your um, your political views or about sports and that that might more the political views as well most really and that um that might uh, affect um like customers really thinking well that that person's that that supporter and that i don't i don't really want to support that person so that's how i've got like a, yeah i've got a personal and business twitter uh, i've got a personal and business facebook and i've got a personal and business instagram as well so that's why um, the wonderful um, Dean is looking after the Bonfire Banter podcast um, um, Twitter because I've got enough accounts to look after. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I say looking after. I've not actually posted anything yet, but <laughs> I'll, it will happen. I'll. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like the cobbler's children have no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's about getting the structure in, really, and yeah. um, make sure the good routine, like making sure to frequently post every time, and they're not just they're like post like today, then come back a week later and wonder why people haven't followed you or and liked your page and whatnot. It's people that obviously like frequent posts, otherwise they think, well, this person's aren't isn't really bothering, and um. And this day is yeah. This day and age, it is either good to have as like a website or social media, 
Um, so um, my family went. I was supposed to have gone on a train trip recently, for example. And they, they this this business didn't have like any social media. It was only just the website to inform customers about changes. And I'm thinking in this day and age, people by default would normally check like their the business social media accounts first, then the website or vice versa. Normally, just normally check the two out. So it's it's good to at least have. Um, a social media account and a website, but um, for any like small business, um, small business owners or craft owners, um, I would like to um, would like to hear your thoughts about this. Is anything I may have said wrong? Anything you'd like to add to this? If you could um, email us at um, podcasts at bonfirecherry dot com, where me and Dean will get um, your suggestions and we can mention it in the next. Um, bonfire banter podcast which i'd love to hear your views on it yeah it'll be interesting to see what other people think um works for them um especially if we're in different industries too i think exactly yeah that'd be rather it'd be interesting yeah yeah because um i think some things can kind of um what what works for us um might be somewhere in between what we do and what someone else does and you might find something in between there there is that yes I think that's everything for this week's podcast don't you think yep I think so and um, yeah, if we've got any suggestions what we can talk about in future um, episodes yeah just email us or the same or um, um, tweet Dean at at bonfire banter or me at bonfire cherry on twitter or on the use of other um, social media accounts that we we're just talking about love to hear your thoughts of what you like to hear us talk about and like to hear your views or like there's anything you want to share for us to talk about and if you want to get mentioned in these um episodes uh, like either at the start and that um but consider becoming a bonfire cherry patron where you get mentioned in this podcast every week that you're um and that um you can be mentioned in bonfirecherries.com's a weekly bob post the cherry post where you could be able to get um um get the post a few hours early before it goes live as um a lot of rewards becoming a patron depending on how much you donate from free um notebooks to free um custom prints for example and all this stuff will help bonfire cherry fund new designs and materials and equipments yeah if you search bonfire cherry and patron to find out more or email me at info at bonfire cherry if you're curious what patron is and i think that's it for me for this episode i've been matthew aka bonfire cherry and my co-host yep i've been dean and did you want to see thanks for listening Thanks for listening. Bye.